Let us pray. And so, Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for how far you've brought us. Even as your word is coming, we pray that your word will come full of power to transform. May we never be the same even after we encounter your word tonight. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay. So, um, we are going to be looking at some few facts about the secret place. We said that this week, we are going to be looking at the secret place. And then I think it will get in, into next week. Because I, I want us to all get to the place where uh, we will be able to know what at all is the secret place, right? And we will also be able to know um, how to host his presence. Are you here with me? Okay. So today we are just looking at one scripture, uh, Psalm 63, verse number 1 to 3. Maybe I'll look at 1 to 2 and then we end. The Bible says, Oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul test for thee, my flesh longed for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Continue to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary, because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Hallelujah. So if you look at the scripture very well, the Bible is talking about the sanctuary. This is a psalm of David. And David is talking about the fact that he has seen his sanctuary. Are you getting the point? And because he has seen the sanctuary, there are certain things, you know, when you talk about the sanctuary, that is his place of um, safety. And that place of safety is his presence. And that presence is his secret place. Are you here with me? We, we will go into what actually the secret place of the Lord is. But I want us to familiarize ourselves with certain facts, you know, with regards to the secret place, you know. From this scripture, we realize some few things. We realize at least two importance of the secret place. I get it because the desire of David in this scripture was to go into his sanctuary. The desire was to go into his sanctuary. And he says that when I go into your sanctuary, I'm able to see your power. I'm able to see your glory. Are you getting it? Now, because of your sanctuary, there is another thing that also happens to me. And that is that I wake up early in the morning. Then he goes ahead to see that. Not just that I wake up early in the morning. My soul longs for thee. Then he says that it's like, it's like, it's like my flesh longs for thee in a dry and a tasty land where no water is. Are you getting the point I'm trying to make? So the first thing I want to highlight when it comes to the presence of God is that the presence of God is addictive. 
David in this psalm is telling us that, Oh God, thou art my God. Early in the morning I seek thee. My soul tests for thee. You see, it's a longing of the soul. Have you ever seen someone who is hooked to cocaine before? Or hooked to maybe something? Or addicted? I mean, some of us have been addicted to certain things before. We realize that we wake up in the morning and that addiction is what is in our minds. We, we rise up in the morning and we are going after that thing. Apart from that, when we are not experiencing that thing, it's as if we, we are not alright. It's like our soul. There's a longing in our soul for that thing. You see, actually, an addiction is sort of like a mis placement of priority or a misplacement it's a demonic hold right to fill a void because you see if that void is not filled you will come to the place of understanding that god is all you want and that is one thing that the presence of the lord does to you see it is in the presence of god alone you see when it comes to the presence of god see hunger right that is a set of a a sense of dissatisfaction can only come when you experience the presence. See, it is only in the presence of God or in the things of God that hunger is developed when you fellowship with that thing. In the flesh, you only get hungry when you don't eat. But in the spirit, you get hungry when you eat. So when you begin to have fellowship with his sanctuary, with his secret place, what begins to happen to you is that there is a longing in your soul for him more. Because you will come to meet that there is nothing as sweeter than that. You see, that's why the devil will always try as much as possible to actually push you from presence. And you see, the same thing when you are, when the devil is manages to push you away from presence and push you far from the secret place, what happens is that it's very difficult to come back. Because he knows that when you are able to fraternize with the secret place, immediately after that, there is a more hunger within you like never before. A longing of your soul. Because that's what your soul actually wants. See, there is nothing that can fill this longing of our souls than God. We've tried to fill with different things. Social media. You see, how many of us, after all these days, we are not we, we are not tired, we are not sad, we are not very virtually depressed, down, because like we've wasted time doing nothing. See, listen to me. There is a longing in your soul that cannot be filled by some of these things of the flesh. It can only be filled by intimacy with God. And when you come to the place of intimacy, you will realize that you have actually come home. The second thing that we realize from here, apart from the fact that there is an addiction, when you are not actually close to, you see, when you begin to withdraw, there will be cold turkey 
what we call withdrawal symptoms. He says, my flesh, my flesh, it has got into, it was my soul that was testing after thee, but my flesh now is longing after you, like it is testing like in a dry land where there is no water. It's like there's something, I'm shaking because of lack of presence. That is possible for someone who has experienced presence before. You begin to fellowship with certain things. You are there. You are just feeling so down. You are just on on detail. Because you realize that there's something missing from presence. Many of us, one way or the other, we come, we, we do certain things, we come back, we cry. Because we know that that is not home. There is a yearning in our soul that only God can feel. What do we encounter when we have presence? Number one, glory. He says that, I, I want to come into your sanctuary to see your glory, to see your power. What is the glory of God? Because some of you don't even know why you have to encounter presence. You see, you might be going after things. No, there is a reason. There is a wisdom to why God says, Seek ye first the kingdom and this righteousness, and all things shall be added to you. There is a wisdom in that. See, we might not understand the wisdom in that. Because as it stands now, you need money. And Pastor Patrick is sitting here talking to you about the secret place and talking to you about the presence. What is the benefit of the presence if tomorrow I am sacked from school fees? And I'm sacked for school fees. What is the benefit of the presence if tomorrow I don't have money to pay for that rent? What is the benefit of the presence if tomorrow I don't have, I'm failing or I'm trailing at my academics? See, you, you, don't, you don't understand the wisdom. See, God has hidden these things from the wise, the people, the wisdom of this world. He has wisdom, this, he has hidden this wisdom from there and then giving it to the, the, the little babies. There is something called glory that you encounter when you encounter presence. What is glory? Have you ever seen the president of Ghana move out? You know, naturally, the president of Ghana, right, has the capacity, right, to actually, you know, he goes to the washroom. You see, he goes to the washroom, right? So he also does the thing that we do in the washroom. But have you have you seen him outside before? He's outside with convoy. Cars following after him. If he's if he's if he's traveling outside country, outside the country, he goes to the private jet. See, those things is what we call glory. The things that make a king king is what we call glory. The beauty. The display of kinship is what we call glory. See, and God doesn't move without his glory. So when you enter into the secret place, you encounter God in his glory. And you become a carrier of the glory of God. 
You don't understand when you encounter God in His glory. His glory rubs up on you. Because listen, it is this King of Kings and this Lord of Lords that reigns supreme over the heavens and the earth that you have encountered. He is the one that created the heavens and the earth. The angels haven't stopped worshipping him. The reason is because each time they bow and they look at him again, they see something about him that is different from the one they saw before. There is something about God that is addictive, that is attractive. When you begin to encounter presence, you begin to find that God, you are beautiful. And that glory rubs upon you. When you come out from the presence, now you realize that things begin to fall in pleasant places for you. All of a sudden, you now have favor. When you go to your work, it's like everybody likes you. And you don't understand why. It's because you have been at the secret place. See, these things called favor and all these things, they are not things that we were supposed to be praying for. These are things that were products of intimacy. That a man can fraternize with God so much that he comes out and people think he looks like God. There were times that Jesus would come out, look at the demons, and they are running away. Even though he has not said anything, they are begging him not to cast them out. There is something called glory. See, it is that glory that commands. See, listen to me. You, you cannot command creation. See, creation doesn't respect you. Creation respects God because it was God and the word of God that sets it into motion. But you see, there is a point that you get to that God look, the creation looks at you and they see God. So they listen to your words as though they are listening to God. That is as a result of fraternizing with glory. See, some of us, we are too mundane. All that we want from God is money. All that we want from God is just to go to school. All that we want from God is just scholarship. All that we want from God is is some money or or to be healed. All that we want from God is these mundane earthly things. Listen, there are places that are more important than the parliament house. There are places that are more important See, because as compared to the parliament house, there can be a decree. Let a watcher stand up and make a decree. The president of Ghana would have to shut up. So you see, it is better to fraternize in the immortals, among the immortals, among the gods, where actually things that matters are discussed. See, there is more to your life than just waking up and going to work. You can be part of why Ghana is going to be Ghana. You see, and that comes by intimacy. As you begin to fellowship with God, you realize that you bump into His glory. It's the glory of God that gives you access. It's called the divine nature. That there is something about God, about the nature of God, about how God behaves. You see, that divine nature commands obedience. Mm. Jesus. You see, 
there was a time that in the Bible, God said that even if these righteous people, he mentioned Daniel's name, were in that city, I will still destroy. See, these were men that stood they were more than a city. God said, I'm going to destroy all. Lead me, let me kill all the Israelites. I will start a generation with you, Moses. In other words, in the books of God, Moses was more than an Israelite. His wealth was more than the whole of Israel combined. Do you know why? Even before there was kingship, the Bible says that he was a king in Jeshurun. See, there are things beyond the mortal man. There are things beyond the earthly. I want you to begin to aim more. Aim to ascend to heights. And that heights can be activated by intimacy. Aim to ascend to dimensions where things matter. You can actually be the reason why someone's destiny is delayed. Because you are part of the process. You have been ordained in a position where life and destiny pass through your hands. God is going to destroy a city. And he comes to Abraham and says, Should I, this thing, this thing, can I hide it from Abraham? Seeing that it's going to be great. And God couldn't hide it from Abraham. When was the last time God spoke to you about the burden that is in his heart? It means that you don't matter. It means that right now your value is little. That's why anything at all can make you sick. That's why anything at all can put you down because you have not come to the place of finding value. That there are places where value is allocated. There are places where when you enter into such places and you come out, you are no longer man. You are not a man, man. It was such places that David was able to enter into. It was in this, it was in his days that the, the, the show bread was not supposed to be eaten by anybody but by the priest. He went into the temple, took the bread, ate it, and gave some to his spirit, and he was not condemned. Do you know why? He transcended his generation. And Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of God, was coming on the earth. And the Bible says that he shall sit on the throne of David, Jesus. So the throne of David was immortalized. You see, these are men that matter in the kingdom. When will your value count? And many of us settle for many things. Many of us settle for things that don't matter. Many of us are looking, we are praying, we are trusting God for a miracle. What is the miracle? I need a job. Meanwhile, if, if you have ever ascended to a place, you can actually go to a job interview and you know that everything that you put in place is such that you can enter the place and take the job. I was telling you guys about an incident where we needed one man to come and show us a place. And we're just there. And I realized that ah, I can enter into a place and call him. And I entered and then I called him. And then he called me at exactly the time I was expecting him to call. Someone would have forgotten because he had forgotten initially before. But see, that cannot be found without intimacy. It's the devil that will make you feel like all that you need in life is money. No, it's not, it's not money you need. There's a yearning in your soul that you need. So the first thing you encounter is glory. What's the second thing? It's called power. Many of us have not been able to see power. Our generation, even though there's a lot of grace available, 
we've not really seen power. The power that con- commands obedience of creation. Ah, what level of power did Joshua have? So much so that he told the stand to stand still. Jesus, have you ever thought of it before? Can you ever think of telling the sun to stand still? Because you lack power. You know something? The Bible talks of Joshua. That whenever Moses went into the temple, as for Joshua, he remained. That was his desire, intimacy. His desire was not power. His desire was intimacy. But you see, there is no way you encounter intimacy without encountering power. And these are byproducts of intimacy. They are not things you go after. They are things that occur automatically by virtue of the fact that you have koinonia with God. What is your ambition in life? What do you really want? What do you really want? See, right now, if you know the president is something to be proud of, you know, it's something to, to boast about, you know, I was coming from, we were coming from Accra. And then, you know, my mom actually is connected to um, some, some of the ministers, you know, and all that. So, you know, we're coming from Accra. And then I was telling my wife that, you know, hey, if we need protocol, we have protocol. Look at this and this and that. And I said, God forbid that we put our hand, our, 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 our focus on the arm of flesh. There is a higher protocol. He's called the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He's the one that the kings of the earth, he holds their will in their hands. Do you understand that? Do you understand that God is looking for something more for you than just what you are looking for? What is the biggest prayer point you have prayed? Biggest prayer point. Are they for mundane things? What is the yearning of your soul? Because today, if you need money, you can get it. Tomorrow, you will need healing. After healing, you will need good grace. So you will never run out of the thing that you need. And there's something that when you get, you've got in a treasure. you to pray.